0: Good morning everybody, welcome to the Yoim Ian Yeshiva Space David in Hilchas Tefillin. It's going to be an incredible, incredible day, Baruch Hashem. It's going to be a beautiful day, we've got a lot to learn, a lot to understand, a lot to, uh, lot to go through. We're going to start today's program with a slideshow of many of the halachas, many of the uh, processes of how they make tefillin, how to put it on, various many halachas that are very nageya. Now I imagine that during the day, you will learn much of what we are going to be seeing, which will obviously help you to see it in a visual way. Right? Most of us are familiar with the Beis Yosef that tells us that sometimes, that if you don't know pictures of something, you don't see it in a visual way, it's very hard to grasp what it is. The Morel famously says that the more senses you use for something, it also makes it more real it makes it something more to remember as well. And Be'ez HaShem, at the end of today, learning all the Sugis and the Gemara, learning all the Allahs and Shohanal and Ishtabur as well, we're going to end up, Be'ez HaShem, with a tour of the Tefillin Factory, going through exactly the process, how they make it, obviously much more real than what I'm giving you right now. So let's begin, B'Suyah Tudoshmaya. First of all, we have to know a very important thing, that it's very Kadai, to number one, buy, which will be in the game, Be'ez HaShem. If you ever buy yourself a pair, or you buy Be'ez HaShem, your son is by Mitzvah, a pair as well. And, Sanen Nob, B'Siyat HaToshmaya, whatever it may be, whenever you need to buy tefillin, to realize that it's a very good investment. Make a cheshman. Right? It's very hard to know exactly how many you know, tefillin range from all sorts of prices. But let's make an average of, let's say, $1,000. Right? Let's talk about $1,000 for a pair of tefillin. It lasts easily, if not a lot more, but we'll just say easily for 40 years. Then you're wearing it approximately 300 times a year. That means you're approximately wearing it 12,000 times. If you make the cheshman, and we're going outside the machmer over here, because obviously it lasts for longer and whatever, is, it costs you approximately just over 8 cents a day to put on the Heilige Mitzvah of Tzvillin that we're going to be discussing today. So let's go through some of the Inyani before we get to some of the Halachas. I was going to show this slideshow to Agoyna Godel Rebbe Israel Obach who liked it very much, who went through a lot of it and he was very, very excited. I was going to give this many places around the world, different places also that saw it as well. It was Gavaldik. What an opportunity. Let's start with the a HaMitzvah. Says the Torah in Simul that so great is this Gavaldik Mitzvah that if anybody that wears... Tefillin is zayich long life. Rabbi says that if a person wears tefillin and wraps himself in a talus, and he says shema and they daven, not guarantee the place in olam haba. Abayah said that the age of gehennom will not affect him, and the prophet said that all his averus are forgiven. Says the gemara in Hopefully you'll see it today. Chavivin Yisol. how great, how good, how beloved, how beautiful. Klali soul, that the rabbanim from surrounds their mitzvahs that they have tefillin on their heads. And tefillin on their arms. The Beis Yosef brings in, in similar. Lamet Zayim brings the Rosh that shonu chachamim leyoim adin in zoyeh b'mitzvah tefillin kavshus mukras. I the balance can tilt over if a person is zoyicha in this kavaldigah mitzvah of tefillin. Sheein lechad gadol shabachala mitzvah zasei shabateira yisem a mitzvah Everything is connected to Twilin. Everything is connected when we put that Twilin on our, on ourselves. We become a Kushra, we become tied to the Rabbinish Shalolam in such an incredible way. The Medrash in I say We're not going to go into it, but you can see the shyness that Hazal are telling us of a person that's not careful in Twilin. Now, often a person will think, What do you mean? I put Twilin on every single day? It's not negated to me. We will see that's not 100% true. Because even if you have a kosher pair of t- even if you have a pair of and you put it on, if A, it might not be kosher, or B, you don't put it on in the right way, it could be you're not wearing Tfillin. And if that's the case, you're Nechal al-Rachman al and what Chazal are telling us, the terrible things of what happens to a person that does this. Listen to this, you shall me. There is no greater mitzvah than the mitzvah of Torah. Tefillin is worth all the mitzvahs, the Zayach Kaddish. You put on tefillin, you're being Makim 613 Tariag mitzvahs. The moment you put on your tefillin and the mishabura brings B'Shem others obviously to school as we mentioned before for long life and the Eish of gehenem will not be able to affect him. Let's move on. Let's begin with the makar. Where does it come from? Where do we see that there's a Mechaim for wearing tefillin? We know we say this at least three times a day. This is the Makara for both the Tfilin Shal Rosh and the Tfilin Shal Yad. How many mitzvahs does a person get when he puts on Tfilin in the morning? So, according to the Ramban, there's one mitzvah. Just like when a person takes Dalad Minim and he takes a lulav and an Esrug and a Hadassim and a Ravis he's Yaitzah one mitzvah so too says the Ramban when you put on Tefillin your Yaitzah one mitzvah yes there are two parts to the mitzvah one is called Tefillin Shal and one is called Tefillin shayat. But L'maysa, it's only one mitzvah. The Rambam says, no, two separate mitzvah, Tfilin Shalya, Tfilin Shalroish, maybe that's the Nafkimina Debracha, which we're not going to go into at this moment of time. Let's just spend a moment to understand, look at some of the pictures that I was very good to take. I went to a very Hosh a factory, not the one that we're going to tonight, but a different one, of how they made Tfilin. this was a factory that Rav Yashav Zatzal got his Tfilin from. They were mugged to have absolutely no electricity whatsoever over there, right? Because everything was made by Yad. So let's start number one. How they generally start the Tvenin is they take one piece of a skin of an animal all made from one piece and they start forming it into what already looks a little bit like the button that we have and then you've got the turn can afterwards you can show you exactly what is the most incredible thing to see how and you'll see this afterwards you'll come and have a look at this how it's all one piece and it's been sort of pressed into place they can't add pieces and change pieces that's what makes checking for very hard you have to make sure you go to someone who really understands because at the end of the day if he doesn't understand he could be doing other things I'll tell you some stories about that we'll get into that I'll just tell you one now just a modicumite to this one I know this for a fact the Saifa told me that he found out about this that there was a fellow who's you know we know in the corners it's got to be square we'll talk about that so he had a problem obviously it bashed in and it became round right so it's a problem it became round so he went to someone who obviously wasn't someone who really knew or wasn't someone that was you know Bakashra's muhuda and what that person did was very simple how are you going to make it from round into square what are you going to do Technically speaking, you have a piece that became round. It's a hard thing. It's rock hard. How are you going to turn it from round into being square? So what he did was he took some bread, he hardened it, crushed it down, and he put it into the corner, stuck it onto the corner, really, really well. Wait till it hard, shaved it down, painted it black, and off you go. So I don't know if it was chobos on Pesach, if the guy was over on that, I don't know. But there's no question about it, that's absolutely possible. There's no question about it. The real way to do it would be, because it's leather, it's a piece of skin, is to take it, soften it by putting some uh, liquid on it. When it softens, it puffs up. Once it puffs up, you take some plies, you pull it out, wait till it hardens, then you sand it down and start the square again. But what you'll see when you come over later, you'll see how this is. It's all one piece. I don't know if you can see it now, but you can almost see like the pieces of the skin that are being compressed together. It's all taken one piece. That's very, very important to make sure that it comes that way. It's all sanded down, as you can see, so it gets the smoothness as we have it as well. So this is one of the places that I went to and if you can see over here, I'm not sure how well you can see it, that he took an exercise bike and he turned that into uh, basically machinery to make the tefillin because he wanted it to be done again. Rav Yashor Zatzal used this factory for his own tefillin because there were makbed, there was no electricity, everything was done with lishma, biyad, everything was done with koyach of a human being and therefore the bottom of the machine is no electricity, there was only uh, a machine there and that worked the machine on the top. And what I was referring to before is you can see that there are layers and layers and layers of the skin that have been compressed in and that is something to make sure that again that you get it from a place that's kosher to make sure it's good. What's going on over here, we'll see a little bit more about that in a moment, is the shin that you have on your tefillin, how that's exactly made, it's a Gemara, talks about it in Gittin and Menachos, whether it can't be something that's chiseled out and has to be pressed in, maybe we'll learn about that today, and these are all the buttons that are being dried, some of these buttons, some of them that maybe you are actually wearing, are dried for over three years, that means the process of making tefillin could be years old, Right? That's, what, that's what I know that many of them in Jerusalem do. They drive them for years to make sure they're really, really hard before they continue the process. They then make sure that, obviously, the space inside for the parishes to go inside, which we'll get to, and then everything else of the process is finished off. They actually have, people don't know this. In fact, somebody said to me yesterday, Oh, we're going to a factory, but it's in somebody's house, right? No. There's actually places where they actually make tfilin. And it's one of the second places that have a mashkiach. And people think restaurants have mashkiach. Well, it depends which restaurant you go to. But, if you go to a real decent tefillin factory, they're going to have a mashkiach. Why? Because this is something that they can mess around with. And if you don't have a mashkiach there, but the finishing product, it's almost too late to be able to fix it. So they'll make sure that they will come in and they will measure to make sure it's, murubah, it's exactly square, length and width. Otherwise, you could have problems with sinai. it could be possible. The parishes, which we'll get to in a moment, are obviously wrapped up as we can see over here. They are then inserted into the button it's then painted, obviously everything's put inside over there. What they often do is, they take the button before they obviously finish the process, put it in front of a very strong light, and that makes sure that there are no cracks, and there's nothing else inside it, a holes, because there's got to be one full piece. Another important halacha is, is that, for example, on your Tevinin shal we know there are four separate part- compartments. And those separate compartments have four separate parishes inside them. Right? So therefore, sometimes people can mess around that way. And what they do is, and I know this for a fact, because I've seen this, is they'll take one piece, because it's much harder, by the way, to turn this into the twin you have. Right? This is very hard. You have to compress it. There are machines. It can open up. All sorts of problems. So it's much easier for them to take one box... But then they'll have a problem. How are they going to sell you one box? You know that your Shalosh has to have four compartments with four separate parishes inside it. Very simple, Eitzah. You take a knife, and you make four scratches, three scratches, and it looks like there are four compartments. Right? That's what they'll do, unfortunately, and people will never know that. Because if you don't get your tefillin checked, you'll have no idea that really it's one compartment, but they've just, you know, they've gypped you by making three lines in it, so it looks like there are actually four. But it's not the case. That's why it's very important to know that. Right? So, you know, uh, this is a different shailah, whether or not it starts to open, sometimes does happen. That the parachute, which obviously is a great riot, that it's real, but it won't help you for marubah. that it's not 100% square in both directions. And it will depend on what the size and opening is, whether it be kosher or not. Uh, How they actually open up, I've seen this being done, is they put a knife in between to make sure that it's actually four separate compartments and the way that they glue it and actually this is a picture I took by the fact that Rav himself was makbed on this chumrah is they take the skin and they actually melt the skin down to being glue so they don't want to use a separate entity as glue which is often what they do in between the compartments to make sure they stick together now it's kosher but Rav wanted to say that you want to use minoy whatever, I'm not going into it therefore this is the actual skin which they melted into a type of glue they added a few things as well whatever and they put it together to make sure but if you have, for example, what we call the Chota Tfira, if you look at your tefillin, you'll often see a, a string that's coming out of it. And you often have to wonder, what's the Pshat? The reason for that is they put it uh, at the beginning, hopefully, to make sure that it's actually four separate compartments. Because if it's not, then you have a problem, and your tefillin is 100% possible. And I've seen this by many people, unfortunately, that never cut this. And it's a terrible, terrible thing. As I mentioned before, it's also one of the places they have a Mashkiyak to make sure that it's Murubah's Mamish. Now, another thing which we're not going to go into, right, we're not going to go into the Maybe today, Eid Hashem, one of you obeying, will try to go through this sugya, and that is you cannot chisel out, right? You can't take a block of, of dye and make it into a yud, and the same thing with the side of your tfilin you can 't sort of scratch out the shin over it, it has to be pressed in there 's a certain mahalach. maybe we 'll see tonight by the factory. That is what 's being done over here to make sure that it 's not chiseled out and put in Now The different submarine is not something that we 're particularly going to learn and go through, but just to mention the differences, there are three different types of submarine right It was to do shimish by zatsal unfortunately no longer with us but he was Zohar to teach I uh, was Zohar to be together with him and learn together with him a lot of these halachas. he was one of the biggest Bikim Rabbi held. He was the Talmud Mubuk and one of the biggest Bikim in the world on, on Ksivas and everything else and Safras in general Rabbi Yashif sent all the Shailis to him and I spent many 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 months going through the different type of Oysias so we have over here Ksav Beis Yosef. Ksav Beis Yosef is basically what most people in Ashkenaz will be using. They'll be using Ksav Beis Yosef. And that's basically Yotzah across the board. The Chassidim will generally be using Ksavari. Okay, I'm not going to go through. You look at the Beis Yosef, it explains how everything came into to be. Um, and the Svadim will generally use Ksav Velish. If you want to know the actual difference between them, I'm not going to go through it now. But if you take one second of a look, look at the, the bottom left of an Aleph in Ari, look at it in Sosef, and look at it in Velish. Three different Mahalchim completely. Now obviously these are all the letters that are different in all of them. We're not going to go into it now, but these are three sovereigns. Obviously everyone has to follow their meaning when it comes to these things. And depending on what you have, the Shalrosh and the Shalyad, everything's put into the various compartments by the Shalyad. It's one piece with four different parishes on it. The Shalrosh has four separate <coughs> ones. This is called the Batim. This is called the Mavarta. This is the Tatura, just in case you go to the guy checking it's finished, he's going to say to ah, the like, huh? Speak in English. So now at least you know what he is referring to. The Rutsuas as well is a Shaila that maybe we'll get to at a different time where we talk about the fact that, A, they have to be kosher because unfortunately there have been scandals about it. And also they have to be careful that they're not coming off, with the paint not coming off, and they're not being pressed in too much. Rasha, Rabbein Utam, great shiloh. Obviously everybody follows their Minig. The general difference, apart from many, between Rasha and Rabbeinu Tam is the order of the parishes that they put into the Tefillin. As you can see on the Rashi over here, Kaddish is first and then you've got Shema Yisrael, and that's slightly different when it comes to Rabbeinu Tam obviously everybody follows their minute when it comes to that the other difficulty in Russia Rabbeinu Tam is what you can see over here but again we're not going to go too much into detail over here ok let's move on to the actual mitzvah putting on the twin so hopefully we have a kosher pair of twin now we have to make sure that we put it on in the right way and it's very very sad that the primagodim talks about this already and the primagodim says that you look around which you shouldn't by the way this is a klal godel in certain halachas right many of them I have slideshows for one of them is Mizuzza, and the other one is payas Harush. right when you learn the halachas don't look because you'll unfortunately see things that you shouldn't be seeing you'll have to have shemir am even for that so when it comes are putting on tefillin the Prima godim. discusses this there are people that put on tefillin in their pockets so I don't know if you ever saw this but I see this almost, unfortunately not here obviously but I go travelling sometimes and you see people that possibly put on tefillin in their pockets anyone ever saw this before? I say all the time they push and put the tefillin on in their pockets. Right? We'll talk about it. Many people, maybe you, maybe you yourself. I don't know. We'll see what exactly what this means. First of all, the Gemara in Yuma: bekodesh ve'in maridin. We always go up in kedusha and not down, which is why we wear the talit first and then we put on the Tvilin. Nageya for those that wear. Before you get married, and even Bei Hashem after you get married, it's a gay to everyone Tefillin is more Kadosh. You start with the Tallis, then we move on to the Tefillin. What happens if a person, by mistake, did the wrong thing? Which means he woke up in the morning, and you guys don't know goes, no, no what I'm talking about, and you're tired, and you walk into shul, and your eyes are half closed, and you just pull something out, and oh my gosh, it was the Tefillin. So the Halacha is what you have to put on the Tefillin first you can't pass over a mitzvah you touch the tefillin, you've got the Twin in your hand boom, you have to put on the tefillin unless, like the Belocha says that it's very difficult because you're getting embarrassed at the rabbi of the shul, everyone's going to look at you that's already a whole different shaila. but I can put him in the regular way, talis and then tefillin always comes first now what happens in the actual bag that means I've got my tefillin bag and I've got my tefillin shayad and tefillin shavosh which one do I put on first? shayad I, by mistake, took out the shell Rosh. What do I do over here? Do I say the same thing as we said before? In my view, mitzvahs, I already have the shell Rosh in my hand? No, we don't. Why? Because over here, the possek told us the order. Over here, the possek told us first the hand, and then the head. And that's why, if you, by mistake, pick up the Rosh, put it back inside, and then take out the Yad, because that is the the HaPasek, which is very, very important. Now, that's what we mentioned over here. Putting them on the filling shell Yad. So, first of all, the kavana very very important the Beiselser talks about this Ba'arichos the Kavona that a person has to have when he puts on the Tefillin could be it's a Shiloh being Ma'akev that if you don't have the right Kavona who knows if you're the Mitzvah at least for sure so therefore it's important for a person to remember number one you're putting on Alba Parshus, Miyachit Shemoylis, Rabban name written, Yitzir's with the Nisimbin and the that the Rabban did for us. These are things that we're actually meant to think about. Some people have a piece of paper in front of them, Bishas Maisa, when you put on the Tfilin, because it is the Gabaldika things. It's very, very important to remember that these are the Kavanas, and the Kavana is very important at the end of the day. Position of the Shalyad. Let's go with that. The position of the Shalyad goes like this. First of all the Torah, which the Gemara tells us about involved, hopefully today we'll go through the Sugi Barrichus is La'oys al Yodcha. Yod the Gemara says the weaker hand, the weaker hand is generally the left hand unless you're obviously a lefty, then it's a right hand, whatever. So, the question is fine. So, we know we do it on the left hand. Where on the left hand do we do? So, we have a little bit of a balance. Because on one hand, the Shokhanag tells us on the muscle. And we're not going to go through exactly because of Hashem in the today. You'll hopefully see it inside in the Gemara. You see it on the, the Shokhanag, says the muscle. The Ramah says on the lower half of the bone. So, it means we want the muscle, but we also want that bone over there. We want the lower half of the bone. So, what we do is we to both sheeters, And we make sure that we put it both on the muscle... But not too high up also. But not too low towards the elbow. That's what's very, very important to make sure where you put it is not not too low and not too high. The general rule when it comes to... This guy worked out. The general rule when it comes to putting on the Twin and shalyad is to make sure that it's not low enough that you can put basically two fingers in between the shalyad and the elbow and then you're okay. Higher is better than lower. How do I know that? Because the Chofetz Chaim says, that the Vilna Gaon says, that wherever you put it higher on the muscle, you're for sure okay. Too low? Not good. You put it higher, for sure. Especially if you know sometimes it slips down, so it's good to start a bit higher. But it's always a challenge for a Bar Mitzvah boy that's got these little chicken arms. He barely, you know, where's he going to even put it? He's got no space for anything over there. Right? That's going to be the question. And that's why you've got to make sure to try and put the two fingers, show him that two fingers, that you make sure that's where it is. But again... You can see I'm giving you a bunch of different ideas, obviously something like that, which unfortunately is done. And people that do that are wearing, as the primigodim's loshen is, tefillin in their pocket. And therefore they're not Yotza, the mitzvah tefillin. al we'll learn today, the Gemara tells us. That means that we tilt the tefillin slightly in, towards the heart. Like you can see over here, slightly leaning in. That's the of that's what we're looking for. If it's leaning down, that is too low and that is not going to be good. Now making the bracha, one of the common mistakes that people make when it comes to making the bracha on the shalyad, we'll talk about the shalrosh in a moment, is very important. There's a klal in all brachas. And that is you make a bracha oyvalasi son not over the over. Over the means right before doing the mitzvah. That means, we, won't, we don't want to do it too early, but we don't want to do it on the mitzvah, once the mitzvah is done. What is the mitzvah of the Shalyad? Uksharatan, the Kshira, the tying. And therefore, right before the time, you see people, that as the tefillin is going up the arm, they're already making the bracha. It's beautiful, Zweezus, save it for another time. Not the tefillin. Because as you're putting up the arm, that's way too early. You've got to put the, uh, the, the tefillin on the right place, on the right place. You then make the bracha, you then tighten the knot. Not all three done in a jumble at the same time. Avalasi also means you make the bracha the right time, but a sophic where if you make it too early you have to make a bracha again. Hopefully today maybe you'll get to see that as well. Wrapping around the arm. I'm not going to go into the suga now. But You don't even have to wrap it around. But the most of the minig of klali, we wrap it around seven times. Everybody knows why we wrap it around seven times. Because the Yalcha Shulchan, amongst others, say that there are seven words in Paseyach, that's why we wrap around seven times. But there are many other minhagim as well. And obviously everybody keeps their own minig. And the the Mishtaburah Paskins, the Mishtaburah says you try to have all seven below the elbow and above the wrist. Don't do halves and stuff like that. Have all seven from the elbow until the wrist. To be Yaysa, that, as you can see over here Ashkenazim and Sfar obviously have different ways of wrapping it inwards outwards obviously kol echod everyone as you can see over here the way to wrap of Ashkenazim is outwards to in and the way that Sfarim and Nusuk Sfar also is from inside outwards everyone does according to their minhag which we're not going to go into at this moment of time. Kesha says the Gemara we're going to see later on. Very important. That it's got to be above and clapped upon him. Let's see what that means exactly. Try to understand it. We'll get there in a moment. First of all, we have to mention the Heilige Zoya Kodesh. For anybody here that has a dream of going to Meiron and going to Dumb by the Halige Rib Shimon, just remember what the Zoya Kodesh writes in Parashas Spinchos. And that is that if you mar-chik, if you distance the Kesha Shaltvin and the knot on your Tvin and Shal Yazuk, the Rib Shimon by Yachai, we will be marḥik you from madanei olem haba. Whatever that means, and therefore that's why it's important to have the Keshe shul fill in mamish as close touching the bottom, the bias, the actual tfilin itself. The avnei nezah is a and that the Chiddush, the, the stapler held of Aloha the and that is as long as it's touching somewhere along the lines, even if it's not touching on top, but it's touching the mavarta, the tutu, it's touching somewhere along the lines. Then you yoitsa. It's a very important thing to remember because sometimes it does come a bit apart, and people get nervous because they're worried about the Zaya kodush. But like I said, it's avnei nezah, which La-Maisa, the ma'isa the stapler paskin as long as it's touching somewhere Then it will be okay Moving on you touching somewhere, you Anywhere Anything of the tefillin Anything of the tefillin The not is touching anywhere of the tefillin That is good enough We're going to move on I'm not going to discuss it now But Reb Kiva Has the most incredible deek From Shulchan Aruch And the deek is like this You have some people That don't want to You know they, they do all the wrappings And then they wrap it around the arm And then they leave it According to Reb Kiva It could be they were never Yaitza tefillin Why? Because says if you have a knot that you don't finish off knotting, so that's not a knot. There's no kshira, a din kshira. The Torah says tie. We know in Hulkas kshira, halacha is that in order to tie, there has to be keshir kayoma, So we know that keshir is a real. Says Rambam Kideig, look at Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch says, like the Roshan of the Torah, you got to tie it. So what happens if you put it on your on your shayad? You you tighten it and you wrap it around. Where's the knot? Where's the kshira? So he writes. No, there's no serious because if you let go, the whole thing is just gonna go down. Right? That's how it works. Zu again, I'm not gonna go to now, we'll see it later, maybe. Deacon Shul that they putting in, tucking in people think it's a cute thing. I just tuck it in the end over there. Like it's a cute thing to finish off. No, Kundrup, Kundjrup it could be. That's the only way to be able to mitzvah Finnin. Again, it's a deacon shulchanoch. I'm not gonna go into the moment of time. That could be that is very, very Chashub. Now, let's move on to a because there's a lot more to do and not that much time. Gmorin Saita. Bayza Shemi, guys are gonna get there soon. This is one of the Aveiras which seemed to be Nunu, but they also spoke between the and It was very important to know what last date's score was. So what's the big deal? That's something you have to go back from Muhammad. It's such a bad Aveira. Terrible thing. Not only that. According to the Halacha Lemaissa, a person shouldn't even be quiet between the Tefillin Shayyad and the Tefillin Shayyad. speaking, even walking around that, there is is a Shaila. If a person could pull down his sleeve of his, of his you know, sweater, shirt, whatever, before putting on the Tefillin Shal Rosh, or is that considered to be a hefsuk? It's a Shaila. Okay, maybe we're it, but Al-Koponik, it's a Shayyad. person should be careful to have no hefsuk between putting on the Tefillin Shayyad and the Tefillin Shal Rosh. What happens if you're getting to Shul, you're busy, you're putting on, tケ, on your Tefillin Sh Oh no, what do I do now? Do I answer or not? So the without going to a lot of detail, because Hashem today, hopefully you guys will get to this sugar. There's a lot to do, guys. You can see, is number one, don't answer. Shochanah, paskins, don't answer. Be quiet, listen, and Shemayek Koynes as if you answered. If you did answer, there's a shine in the prism. Exactly, do I repeat? Do I not repeat? The of Moshe says that if it's Kedusha Baruch or Meini Rabba, the Moshe of Avraham Paskins that you do not have to repeat. If it's a Stamma Bracha on Alotilat Sebaim or whatever, then you have to repeat uh, the Bracha on Tefillin. Let's move on to the what does it mean what does it obviously means it has to be actually between your eyes. That's exactly what it is. Your dua that the divrei chaim from sons was very very makbid on this, but he was also makbid not to look at a mirror because we know the shulchan aruch says of an isra the torah kudlo yilbash la yilbash the more paskin that you shouldn't look at a the mirror. Therefore he said very nice. It's going to be bein zuk the highly chaim, but Maisa, you can't look at a mirror for this because that is considered to be Lo yilbash. The highly of on him and he said. No, for this is very important. In fact, not only that, the, the, the Balatanya brings down that it's, uh, this, obvious, this is an obvious one. It's got to be in the middle. This is obviously not going to be considered to be good. Right? But just before we do that, the, the al HaRab held that there are four compartments. They have to have two exactly over this eye and two exactly over that eye. It's not good for it to be Be'erech. It's got to be exact. Two on that side, two on that side. As Paskah, Namaiseh, Shulchan Arach, Kitsha Shulchan Ar-Khara brings it, Mishbura brings it, of course, obviously as well. It's very, very important for it to be central. Shulchan Arach, again, we'll see this inside, but this is to give you a bit of visual before you see it in Shulchan Arach. Mitzchilat Igre Now, this is very important. The Mishburah sometimes, I don't know if when you any of you on Mishburah, the Mishburah is speaking. Sometimes the Mishburah is screaming. You could hear it in the Mr. Brewer's voice. Right now, the Mr. Brewer is screaming. And the Mr. Brewer is saying that people think that it's going to be above the hair, so it doesn't make a difference the actual hairline. Whatever this hair around, Mr. Brewer says, "Rubbing Nik Sholim I don't know how much the Chobetz Chaim went around in, looking around the people's tefillin while they were davening. But obviously the understood that this is something that has to be talked about that you have to realize where the tefillin goes to. It's very important where you start the tefillin. You take a guy like this over here this is Givaldi. but where exactly is the tefillin? You have to lift it up and it's got to be for where the roots of the hair begin. Right? What happens if a person is starting to go bald or is already bald I'm not going to go into those shalit or are sensitive and ask your local Orthodox Rabbi in that case. If you've got hair flying all over the place, what do you do in that situation? Do you put it in its place. Not in its place. These are things Rabbi said. We got a whole day of learning I'm sure we'll get to some of those Shilas The our Hashem. Moving on. Kesher Shaltzfinin. The Gemara and Benachos, We're doing it today. So soshe lamala Yisrael, Malav, we want always to be on top. Mimela, the knot has to be, the knot at the back of the head always has to be. There are two conditions. Condition number one, the height. Condition number two, the position that it's in. I need both of them to make sure it's kosher. Says the upon him, Kakhlamata That means if it's too low, it's going to be opposite your mouth. It's got to be, and this is something very simple, but when you feel down your skull from the top, go down. When it starts to get soft, and you feel a bit of softness, so you're feel, you're, what you're feeling is exactly that place over there. That is negative your face, not your throat. That's what the Mishra Burah is referring to. Very important. People have it too low. It's not good if it's too low. Again, you see the simple idea over there. That's equals to Ba'erach over there. If it's too low, like you see over here, and obviously is not going to be good. As you can see over here, that it's way too low. The hairline stops already over there. That is for sure going to be too low. Moving on. Gemari Menachah is but it's going to be in the middle. Exactly. What does this mean? Very simple, and this is generally a time to your tefillin shalroish as well. That if it's in the middle, that everything will be in the middle. If, if it's like this, then you better adjust your tefillin shalroish straps to make sure they fit in. Making a bracha on the tefillin shalroish is a major machlokes that we're not going to go into at this moment of time, whether we do or whether we do not. But everyone knows their minig and keep with your minig. But what you do have to know is again what we said about the tefillin yad, and that is the din of overlasiyoson, which means making a bracha. Your tefillin has to be again over less. You see, people that are holding their twilin as they're putting it up, they're making the bracha. That's over the over, you have to make another bracha. How it works is let's make it very simple. Is number one, you put the tefillin over the right position, that means they're basically in position, they're basically there. You then make the bracha, you then fix it securely, like put it in the right place, make it tight. You then say baruch shame. The reason we say Baruch Shem, we mentioned this a yesterday, is it's a Shalit the Brocha on the show you if yes or no. So make a Baruch Hashem, not to cancel it out, just to be yoked to the of Roshon, Rabbi time and others, whatever it is, and therefore we don't make it too quick. Very, very important to make sure that you make it at the right time. The interesting Taz. Can a person hold his tefillin like this? Is that mechubut? Is that nice? So the Taz, the brings La The Taz says that if you're doing it to put on the tefillin then it's okay. If you're still holding the tefillin that way, then you should not hold it in that manner I remember, when I learned personally when I was bar mitzvah, before my Bar Mitzvah from the Sadiqe Rebbe Zatzal, and he told us not to do this. He told us that we're Makbid, that we don't hold it that way. But in the La does say that you can do it like the Taz in order to put it on, then it's not such a problem. When it comes to the straps. So obviously they've got to be black. Well, you know, well maybe we'll learn the sugya of why nowadays it's a new fashion to have. It's not really a new fashion. It comes from the Rambam already. The Darchei brings it, and then he was showing him hold that way is to have it on both sides black. It's not uh, absurd. People think it's a money making thing. It's, it's not the way they're tying it. Rabbi that's all. the Shai Rambam, did not want to do it when they asked him. Even though the mice the Rambam brings it, and the Rambam brings it, Darchei Moshe, and the reason he said was because if I do it, then everyone's going to feel that they have to do it. And it's a wonderful humor, but I don't want to call the rest of Claudio's to do it as well. But it is important to have the side that's black, the shiny side facing the outside. That's very, very important. It's a Noi Mitzvah. Somebody told me that you have to fast. In the Hanami, we'll see it in the Gemara. But Laloche Lameisa, it's Noi Mitzvah to have the entire strap, the Hurutzua, of the Son done in a way that it's black on that side. Chatzitza. We learn the Gemara, we'll see it today, but hopefully in Zavokim, your test. There cannot be a Chatzitza. Says the Ramal, where can there not be a Chatzitza? It's very Negea number one says the Dafka the Tfilin, the Tzulim the, the we have no problem with says the Mishtubruah whatever is Shaykh to the Kshira the tying meaning on your hand over here and on your head over here that's where the problem is right? lots of things for example if you have a bandaid over there or over there or sometimes a yarmulke gets stuck over there these are all things that have to be mucked on to make sure that you don't have a Chatzitsa there's other shalas as well for example uh, watches people have a haircut people have water from after a shower or obviously the mikveh these are all things that could be shilas of Chazitza at the time of Tefillin as well is long hair considered to be a Chazitza? it's a wonderful question I don't know better than the Heiliger Oroch HaShulchan where the Oroch HaShulchan says we don't know so therefore I can't tell you better than that let's move on Rabbi Isai while you're wearing the Tefillin this is very important while you're wearing the Tefillin things that should not be done number one sleeping right so mamish a big problem is sleeping the issue is that maybe a person will pass wind which obviously is a terrible thing the butcher says that happens you rip off your and straight away to pass wind while you have twin on is a terrible thing and sleeping is a problem with that you have those guys they go, they go down for tachlan and they just don't get up that is still holding over there. Could have a cup, a gym, a, a quick slough at the same time. Yeah, but there are such people. So sleeping is a problem, right? Eating, Pesahda. Eating is a shilah, whether you're wearing the whole time. In the old days, they wore the twin the whole day. So other they were allowed to eat. Nowadays, we only put it on for a short amount of time. So therefore, we can manage that eating and drinking. Generally, a person has a coffee, they have some sofa they give you hesit to the other. And that's the talking. It's, by the way, I want to tell you, Mordecai, I sent this Misa in England, and it made it into the Jewish Tribune in the newspaper over there. It's a famous Meister, but I want it to be Mechazik the Meister. The Adi Ah, we heard about it last night, by the way. Mordecai. The Adi Right. Not right. He, he, the Meister was like this. Right before he died, his wife was getting nervous. And he said, to so you're probably nervous that when I leave the world, like what's going to happen? How are you going to make panasa?" He said, don't worry, my dear Evertson. There's going to be someone that comes from Istanbul and he's going to come in and he's going to ask to buy the Arakhaim HaKadjah Tzfilin. You sell it to him at a very, very high price. And that will give you panos for many years. But you have to tell him one condition. And the condition is that when you have the Arakhaim HaKadjah on, you don't speak. You don't speak. Arakhaim HaKadjah you can't speak. So, she was very happy, she was pacified, no problem. Kahava, a few months later, he passed away from the world and he had come knocking on the door. I need to buy the rebbe's Tzfilin. She said, no problem. It's a fortune of money. I don't care to pay whatever it is. He asks the price, right? He says, he agrees, no problem. She says, there's one condition. You can't speak. He says, I'm very muck, but I speak with the twin. Who speaks with the twin? I've other not. You don't speak with the twin. So he says, I know I'm always muck, but don't worry about it. He gives the money. She gives the twin. Well. He goes home. The Kedusha, ah, he felt so beautiful. Every time he put on the The it was so beautiful. Until one day, one day there was a business meeting. And his secretary came in and said, you, they need to, I need to figure out something for the business deal. Could you just answer me on this thing? And I'll, you know, mm-mm, mm-mm, I can't. I'm a god of I can't speak. And they pressed him and pressed him and pressed him until he said something. And he said it. And he said after that day, he poshet it, didn't feel the same kiddushah. He didn't feel the same kiddushah. So he took, this, he took the devil the, the, the to be checked. And he saw they took it out. I heard this from a yid. I heard it from the Skveri Rebbe. The Skveri Rebbe said it over. They took out the parishes. The parishes were 100% blank. And the Skveri Rebbe said that what a person does with his Tefillin on can actually affect the physical inside his Tefillin. To speak with tefillinon is a, again, something that a person should try to recover on So to remember, with you tied yourself with the Rabboni shalom and you're speaking to your friend about the sports or whatever it is that you think is more important than speaking to the Rabboni shalom it's not the right time. This is probably the only time that maybe you can speak with tefillinon. Maybe, I don't know. But, you know, that's one idea, possibly. Okay, let's move on. Removing the tefillin very quickly, and then we'll finish with this. Going to the bathroom, whether you have to make a new bracha when you put it on or not depends on whether it's kedoyim or k'tanim. And obviously, when a person should take off the tefillin is obviously at the end of davening. Just like a person stays, Rachmanetzlan million of dollars when he stays at the end of the movie, he can stay to the end of the davening with the tefillin on as well. That would be a wonderful sign to show the rabbi that you're not, you know, putting on tefillin. Get it off asap. Try to stay to the end of the uh, end of whatever you can. Checking the tefillin be'ez Hashem will do and we'll talk about it later so thank you very much for joining us and have a wonderful day and enjoy the <laughs> experience of the day